you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got Matt Michaels with me. I got Sid City Steve. And we're here for three count. So thanks for hanging out with us. If you're here with us live, make sure you use the comment button. We're always YouTube Live, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Throw those comments in there. We see them coming through. We love them. We'll try to get them on the screen as we see fit. All right, without three counts, we got three good stories that we have for you. We're going to get right into it, so uh, uh, let's do it right now. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, our count one, one. is ah, Jay White defeated in loser leave New Japan Pro Wrestling match at Battle in the Valley. Now, this comes from uh, uh, figure4online.com. Let me uh, read what it says. Um, it also says that uh, Eddie Kingston was defeated. White, it says uh, Eddie Kingston defeated White in a loser leaves New Japan Pro match at Battle in the Valley. Now, Jay White is leaving New Japan. Uh, and White seemingly had the match won after hitting his Blade Runner finish. But Kingston rolled to the floor to avoid a pinfall. Kingston countered with the Northern Lights driver, but White knocked out. Now, with the contest at the peak of his drama, Kingston then pulled White to his feet, hugged him, then hit a second Northern Lights driver to pin White. Now, after the bout, David Finley hit the ring and attacked White, laying him out with a... Is that a shillelagh? Yes, it is. And then cut a scathing promo saying that White had squandered the opportunity he was given by New Japan and that Finley was putting the wrestling world on notice that he is a force to be reckoned with. And White was then helped out of the arena by ringside attendance. Now, White, who's 30, joined New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo as a young lion in January 2015. He took his international excursion in 2016, then returned to the company's main unit with the Switchblade gimmick in November 2017. In the five-plus years that followed, White had an unprecedented run for a foreign-born wrestler in New Japan, becoming the first Grand Slam champion. That's four different single titles in company history. Now, among his many accolades, White headlined WrestleMania, I mean, I'm sorry, Wrestle Kingdom 15 in 2021, as well as Wrestle Kingdom 17 in 2023. He also headlined New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Madison Square Garden debut in 2019. 
Now, White held New Japan Pro Wrestling top title on two occasions, holding the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for 54 days in 2019 and holding the IWGP World Heavyweight title for 206 days from June 2022 until Wrestle Kingdom 17 this year. On his way out of the company, White also dropped a, quote, loser leaves Japan, end quote, match to Hikaleu at last week's new beginning in Osaka event. All right. Sin City, Steve, this was yours. What was your take, man? All right, so let's start the clock. How long until Jay White shows up in a uh, WWE ring? <laughs> hey, let me get the clock going. Hold Clock's on. Clock's ticking. Hold on. Here it is. And and what what's going to be great is, uh, you know, all these people that, uh, you know, <laughs> that have never heard of this guy, they'll all of a sudden fall in love with the the switchblade. Uh, oh wait, that's right. If if it was done outside of WWE, it doesn't exist. So uh, let me guess, he's probably going to be what the uh, well they can't call him the switchblade. Um, maybe the pocket knife. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, right. nonetheless, I th I think that I think that it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to be in uh, – do you send him to NXT? I don't think you send him to NXT. I think he goes main roster. But, hmm. you know, keep in mind, Vince is – I don't know if his name – is his name that big enough to go to the main roster? What? Is his name big enough to go to the main roster? That's the thing. That that would be the only reason why no. Yeah. That would be the only reason. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got – he's definitely had enough seasoning. You, uh, you went down his credentials – Sure. I'd, I'd say that, you know, in ring, he's great. Um, and, and he would have no real reason to go to NXT. But he doesn't have a name. So do they throw him to the main roster? I don't know. His style is just... better in NXT, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What's your take, Mac Michaels? I mean, he's out of uh, New Japan, man. I mean, this guy was a, was a star there. And out of all people, knocked out by Eddie. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Let's 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 focus on that. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> the first thing you know, you're talking about Switchblade. They'll keep Switchblade, but change the name Jay White. Yeah, because <laughs> that's like so bland. So, like, well, you know, make gee, him, I wonder. <laughs> well, no, make him like. Uh, Carlos Thunderbird, the switchblade. <laughs> if Razor Ramon could pull it off, Jay Carlos White. Carlos Thunderbird. <laughs> you know, slick hair. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, th that's the thing. The thing is, is listen, if he's going to wrestle, he's, he's got two options. I, I don't see him going to Impact. I don't see him going to NML MLW. Um, I don't see him going to uh, uh, Mexico. So, um, <clears throat> or he surprises us all and becomes the centerpiece of ROH. Mm. That could. I wouldn't be opposed well. to that. Now, but I don't I see doubt it. it. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, you know, because at this point too, when you're thirty years thirty years old. Uh, yeah, you credential wise had a great run in New Japan, but monetarily, um, and listen, Tony Khan could give you a big contract, but the honest answer is 
WWE can make you a fucking star. Exactly. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happened to uh, Jay White in the rest of his uh, career. I'm sure it will be great. Let's move over into number two. And this one is, quote, love you, end quote. Mercedes Monet reacts to praise from current champion after first major title win outside of WWE. This is from SportsSkeeda.com. And this is how it reads. My computer, hurry up. And uh, there we go. All right. While the WWE Universe was captivated by the Elimination Chamber premium live event, Mercedes Monet, which is, uh, of course, known as Sasha Banks, won her first championship outside of the company. The boss walked out of the company alongside Naomi in May 2022. The duo were the reigning WWE Women's Tag Team Champions at the time, but were booked into single programs heading into Hell in a Cell. The champion opted to walk out of the company, and neither has seen Neither has been seen on Raw or SmackDown since. Now, Naomi has not appeared in any other promotions. However, Mercedes Monet made her in-ring debut at New Japan Pro Wrestling last night at Battle in the Valley. Now, Monet battled Kyrie, formerly known as Kyrie Sane, for the IWGP Women's Championship in the main event. She picked up the victory after hitting uh, the, Mo the Monet Maker and captured the IWGP Women's Championship in her first match in New Japan. Now, Impact's knockout world champion Mickey James recently recaptured the title by defending Jordan Grace at Impact's Wrestling Hard to Kill in January. The 43-year-old praised Monet on Twitter, Twitter after her victory battle in the Valley. And uh, she said, a big old congrats, champ. Love to see it. I'm so damn proud of you, tweeted Mickey James. Uh, okay. So um, and then it also talks about, uh, hey, there was also uh, uh, Bailey was spotted cheering on Mercedes Monet at New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley. So that was pretty dope right there. All right. Uh, let's move over to you, Mr. Matt Michaels. Uh, I know we and mainly you <laughs> gave Sasha Banks some a lot of heat uh, for her actions uh, leaving WWE. And uh, now she's um, she's now making her moves into New Japan, and now she's captured the IWGP Championship. What's your take, man? I uh, what what you think? This is going to be a good move for her, or do you think it was still just dumb how she left in the first place? Well, so it's not that it's a good move for her; it's a move for her. She had to do something, right? Now, face it, she's getting some acting, so that's that's really, I think, what her primary focus is. And I think that she also realized that she's not getting enough acting, so therefore she's going to get back in the ring. But the bigger thing here is that Triple H and Regal, they both uh, tweeted out to her, uh, congratulations. Once again, the actions that she had involved a regime that was all Vince McMahon guys. Right. So she's smart enough to know that basically what she's doing is essentially, you know, 
rehabbing her reputation. And as long as she can show that um, there's value in her name brand, you know, there's value in what she's doing, then she'll get invited back. So that's what this is. It's it's just, you know, let's face it. How many of the AEW fans thought she was showing up in L.A.? <laughs> right. You know, and that goes to show you the difference between someone who is like, fuck those guys. I'm going here. I'm going to make my money. I'm a star. Fuck them. And her who's like, okay, New Japan. I can still do my acting. The schedule is not going to be that rough on me. Fine. Let's do it. So... Yeah, I think it's a it's a smart move now. Whether or not she stays professional is all up to her, and maybe because of the situation, and if she gets brought back, if the situation is still good, then she'll be fine. Yeah, you know it was funny. You said CD. At first, I was like, um, <laughs> I, I, at the very first thought before I fully thought up, thought it, uh, thought it uh, fully thought it out. Jesus, couldn't get that out. <laughs> Uh, my first thought was, oh, man, maybe she's trying to do the uh, Cody Rhodes thing, man. She's going to go out and she's going to be able to prove herself and then come back. And But I was like, wait, she's already been like WWE's women's champion. You know, I mean, Cody hasn't had that moment of being, you know, the champion. So she's already made that mark. But at the same time, she can still, you know, go out and 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 prove herself. What's your take, man? I mean, you got a chance to see the actual match, and you know, you're big on New Japan. I mean, is this it was this something that was relished within the the people who love New Japan? Were they happy to see this? What's your take? Yeah, man. I, I think that the key thing is, you know, everybody was buzzing about her her debut match, you know, mm -hmm. her making her in-ring debut in you know, on a new Japan strong show. Um, that's one thing that kind of gets lost in all this is this, this was a, a new Japan strong show and this event sold out faster than any other event for that particular brand. So that's, that's huge. Um, yeah. I think that we're already seeing the effect of signing Mercedes Monet, uh, new Japan strong. They, they would draw, you know, they would, they would do okay, but, this show sold out, you know, several weeks beforehand, and it was largely due to Mercedes being on the card. Um, now, mind you, this show also had Okada versus Tanahashi. Um, mm -hmm. It had a lot of other great things. Kenta, you know, Kenta getting the New Japan Strong Championship. But everything else somewhat felt on the back burner. Um, at the very end of the show... Uh, there was there was a tease spot between Tanahashi and Okada um, where Tanahashi was trying to, you know, get Okada to team back up with him or whatever. Mm -hmm. And instead, Mercedes Monet came out with her IWGP Women's Championship and stood next to Okada. And seemingly they uh, they may be forming some sort of an alliance, which actually is really cool to see. Um We'll see. Uh, if nothing else, I mean, you could get what a mixed tag out of that Kyrie and uh, Tanahashi versus Okada and Mercedes. I mean, that 
that's pretty awesome. If you're going to have yeah. a mixed tag where there's not a definite weak weak side to the match, that's that's pretty solid for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it was uh, it was definitely a great show and uh, great on Mercedes. Um, yeah, the uh, taking the excursion route. Um, something that a lot of people forget. Drew McIntyre uh, kind of paved the way for Cody Rhodes to possibly pave the way for Mercedes Monet. Mm. We'll see. Okay. I know, I know I had to throw that in there because Matt Michaels is the biggest Drew McIntyre fan. That is true. Planet. He is. I know. It's true. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go into uh, count number three. Oh, you know what? <laughs> okay. I just noticed that I didn't uh, type the uh, the count three in. So, oh, well, I'll just have to say it. <laughs> I actually put it in for uh, our topic that we have with our special guest. So I, I guess I mixed them up. Anyways, um, so our topic for number three has to do with Corey Graves reveals new WWE role. And this is from SCScoops.com. And it reads like this. Corey Graves has been one of the prominent voices of WWE for many years. Now he has taken in additional responsibilities behind the scenes. The WWE star recently had an interview with Pop Culture. He talked, uh, talked about things such as being part of the Raw 30th anniversary special and more. During the talk, the Raw commentator also revealed his newly acquired role within the promotion. Corey Graves said that he has recently started working with NXT talents to help develop their characters. I've recently started, oh, quote, I've recently started working with the NXT talent on helping develop characters and things out of that nature. And I've really enjoyed it thus far. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with NXT a lot more as the year progresses, end quote. Now, Graves didn't forget to remind people that he has been clear to compete. He said that he can't think of a better scenario for his return than alongside his wife, Carmella. Now, Corey Graves was signed back at WWE back in 2011. Uh, he was one of the rising stars of the early NXT before he was forced to retire due to a concussion issue in December 2014. And then he found a new role for himself as part of the NXT broadcasting team. And Graves was drafted to Raw in 2016. He has been a regular for the main roster since. Okay, so this is uh, this was your story. Matt Michaels, Corey Graves, man. Um, Look at him. He's 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 definitely stepping up his role. Help develop some talent, man. What's your take? Well, you know, the the idea of having guys like that mentor young people and their characters in the performance center is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um this is a guy who as he had his uh wrestling career cut short. He was a guy who already had the charisma and the the grasp of character to transform that into broadcasting. And you saw how quickly he grew. And the thing with him is that he obviously is a true wrestling fan because of the fact that he's never... Um, He's never, you never hear a story about him, right? We've never heard Corey Graves throws a fit because of this, or he gets right. into, you know, a locker room fight because of, the, no, um, you know, in fact, think about it as, as much as I give Carmella shit, 
Carmelo was in a bad relationship with uh, W. Morrissey. And when he left, Corey was the one who, you know, really kind of picked up the pieces for her. Yeah. You know, he was the supportive guy who really kind of helped her, um, you know, get away from that being the thing that followed her around and, you know, transition into being a, um, you know, a, a champion with the company. So I don't think he gets enough credit at all. And um, he's one of those guys that if you can get him down there, uh, I believe they live down there anyway. So it it's, it's smart. That's the one thing that they have been doing for years. That is the smartest thing in the business. And that is that performance center. They're bringing in guys who know how to develop guys. And right now it looks like Colby Carino just signed. He just finished his NWA contract. Steve is down there. So Steve Carino is going to have his son at NXT. I mean, it just doesn't get any more fucking ridiculously good for professional wrestling to have that kind of development system. Yeah. And again, you can give Triple H all credit, but Triple H will be the first one to tell you it's Dusty. So once yeah. again, we go back to Dusty. Sin City Steve, um, Corey Graves, man, I tell you, first off, I I enjoy his uh, commentary whenever I know he's on. I know it's going to be great. Um, I, I, I wish they would throw Saxton back on just so he could just attack, uh, Saxton like he normally does. But, uh, but man, he's now got a new role. I mean, they said, look, we could see you in, a, in another position that can help future talent. What's your take on this, man? You think this was a, a good spot for him? So I think that this is a great move. Actually. Uh, I think that WWE management actually have paid attention to him on commentary not just you know the words that he's saying in real time but there have been instances where Corey has single-handedly fleshed out parts to an angle or a storyline that have helped to refine a character's growth and it's it's huge that he's going to be able to actually have those formative formative times in NXT with the homegrown talent um, and then obviously if he continues to, you know, do his duties at the commentary table, he'll be able to spread, you know, the message of that character once they get back up to the main roster so that there's some shred of continuity. Ah, there we go. Something that we're looking for, something that, you know, they're finally showing signs. They're moving all the pieces into the right places. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a great move, like I said earlier. And I think Corey Graves is somebody that really doesn't get the praise that he deserves and what he actually brings to the table for the, the entire product. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the better commentators in the game right now. And I know that he gets some hate online and I don't know why I've never understood that dude is fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there we go. We have uh, finished the three counts, and we uh, thank everybody for hanging out with us and throwing in your comments. We appreciate it. It's been especially you, John. <laughs> um, 
So with that, uh, we're going to give our final thoughts and everything. And as always, I definitely appreciate everyone who who either comes on live or downloads the podcast. It's always appreciated. We we do a lot of this uh, for our sanity, <laughs> and we also do this uh, for your enjoyment as well. So just continue to hang there with us, and uh, and uh, we'll keep doing what we're doing. All right? With that, Sin City Steve, man, what you want to tell the good folks out there? All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We do the show for you, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Uh, also, very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Awesome. Matt Michaels. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, today, uh, Richard Belzer, uh, who a lot of people know from Law & Order, uh, he was also a stand-up comedian. Uh, he passed away at 78 years old. But um, what a lot of people uh, might not know is that back in the mid-'80s, um, he was doing a, I believe it was a, a local New York-based uh, talk show, and they had Hogan on, and uh, Hogan uh, Hogan put out Belzer. <laughs> he made him pass out <laughs> because this was the era where it was still real, and uh, Belzer, you know, gave him a little shit about pro wrestling being fake, and Hogan just put a, a chokehold on him and put him right out to sleep. And it, still, it's it's available on YouTube. Uh, just look up Richard Belzer and Hulk Hogan and you can see the clip of him getting choked out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff, man. Thanks for that. All right, everybody. Until then, we'll see you next time. Take care and peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.